How's it going, everybody? It is Will Pesaridis here with my co-host, Tristan Ethier, and we are back with another episode of To The Line, our basketball podcast. I know it's been so long, but we are here, back, and ready to start uploading again. Tristan, how is it going, my dude? How is it, how's it going? It's going so well, Will. How are you, man? Excited to be here for season two of To The Line. That's good to hear. Yes, this is, uh, this is technically our second season. Now, I know we kind of, oh, sorry, let me answer your question. I'm also doing really great. I'm happy to hear that you're doing well. Um, look at me, bro. I'm already, like, trying to talk, like, avoid everything else and just get into it. But, uh, nah, so I've been good. And, yeah, I'm really excited here. And I know we do have listeners through this podcast. And I wanted to apologize for not, you know, I know it's been a minute. Me and Tristan, our last episode that we recorded was in April. Uh, People have schedules, man. Other stuff that was going on, you know, at that time I was getting ready to move on to college. You know, we have summer, we have jobs. Tristan has his jobs. We have summer jobs, whatever. We're doing our thing. But we've finally been able to, you know, sit down and talk and be like, yeah, we're going to commit to this because we did have something going and we want to have something going. And we have like special things planned for you guys in the future, you know, including guests. So that's something, you know, we really wanted to do. We were both very dedicated to basketball. We both talk to each other about basketball. So it's like, why aren't we recording? But I'm happy to finally be back. And, uh, yeah, so, Tristan, I know it's been um, a minute. So what we're going to do for this first segment today is just kind of go over how we feel about our teams because you guys haven't really heard it. We were, like, almost at the halfway mark already, the NBA 2021-2022 season. And uh, Tristan, so you can go, I'll let you go first in the segment. This was Tristan's idea. I really like this idea. I'm going to let him talk now and uh, kind of explain, you know, how he feels about the current state of his team and the league in general. All right. Yeah, that works for me. Um, for anyone who doesn't remember, I'm a, I'm a Celtics fan. Will's a Knicks fan. Um, so we do try to avoid all bias, but obviously we want to talk about how our teams are doing and stuff at times too. So um now, the way that I feel about the Celtics is starting to change a little bit. Um, beginning of the year, it seemed like we were going for another one of those disappointing seasons like we've had the past few years. Another, uh, we, we need to look forward to next year type season, which I'm kind of sick of. And then all of a sudden, the last, the last seven games, we kind of turned it on. Uh, we just beat the Nuggets, uh, was it last night or two nights ago? Uh, two nights ago, I think. Derek White's first game as a Celtic, who uh, I'm very happy to have on our team. I think he compliments Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown really well. Um, I thought that the uh, I thought that the trade deadline was good until they traded Schroeder and only got Daniel Tice back. Which again, I like Daniel Tice for the Celtics. I just think right. I thought that I thought that Schroeder would be able to bring back more than just Daniel Tice. Me too. So it was a little it was a little surprising when um. Yeah. If I, if I got the notification, we traded Dennis Schroeder and it said our only player coming back was Tyson. I was like, okay, that's weird. It felt like a step back, but, um, you know, Derek White came in and really helped, uh, really, really like playmate. He was playmaking really well for us the first game, uh, on the team without any practice. So I, I liked what I saw from Derek White. I think, um, as far as where I think the Celtics are going to end up this year, I'm not sure. Um, there's a very streaky team, they could very easily go back into the tank. Um, just as quickly as they got out of it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But at this current moment, I like our seven-game win streak. We look very good. And uh, I think Tatum and Brown are finally starting to click. So that's what I have on the Celtics. A little Celtics minute for you. That's good. Yeah, I uh, couldn't agree. And we'll uh, more about that. And we'll talk more about that Derek White trade in a bit. Um, yeah, if you guys don't remember, like Tristan said, I am a New York Knicks fan, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately because, you know, last year was great. You know, for once, you know, I'm not saying we were godly, but for the Knicks, it was good enough. We were the fourth seed. We won a lot. Um, we Randall, we had an all-star playing really well, and everything was looking good. And then it's the offseason, and this is when the Knicks always do the stupid, the same crap, where it's they think they're, like, they get out of their head of themselves, and then they start spending money. And usually the Knicks, like the offseason, the two offseasons before, we did a good job with not just throwing contracts. We didn't get any star players per se, but we weren't throwing out contracts, especially the offseason before the last one where there was no good free agents uh, following the COVID year. 
Um, we just, you know, made it so that we would have more cap for the future. And we still, I'm not saying we don't have cap, but it's like, you know, now Randall has one all-star season and you give him a max, con you give him almost close to a max contract where you could have waited one more year because he's still under contract. You could have just waited to make sure that he wasn't going to pull something that we've seen before when we give players money, which so far he has done now. Now, that's what I was going to say in the last four or five games, he's played a little bit better, but we're not winning. So I don't think it really matters. And then, you know, we went out, we got Fournier. That was, that was a huge mistake because he's just not playing to what he used to be in Orlando. That's really disappointing because that's a player I always wanted to be on the Knicks and just completely disappointing. Um, you know, you get Kemba, you know, you didn't pay him that much. That was a low risk move. And it's, and it was a risk because he's not playing anything. He's, he's washed, but it stinks because the Knicks, you know, I, I'm sick. I'm really sick of it. And I think we have enough young talent to, to kind of go somewhere. I mean, I didn't hate the Cam Reddish trade, but he's not getting minutes and it's just like whatever. And then you got RJ, though, who's our like RJ is literally me, like us from, from going insane, from us like never being good again. Like RJ's our only hope right now. Yeah, RJ's come alive this year. I like it. Yes, and then you have the the youth, the, the other young guys like quickly top in. You know they've shown they've been okay, but nothing's great yet. So it's it's interesting to see what we're going to do for the rest of the year. I don't. We could make the playing tournament last year. I don't. I don't see a point in that though, because we're not standing even close to any of the teams in the East in, the, in a playoff series. So I think now what you do, since you didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, because no teams wanted to take any of those contracts, or we weren't being aggressive enough. You just have to plan for that. You have to keep keep rebuilding because you need to scout the crap out of it. You got to, you just got to draft the right player for once this year. <laughs> like like I can't stress that enough. How many good players we could have had? We could have you know we could have had Donovan Mitchell. We could have had MP, MPJ. Like there's so many players, you know, we should have had and we just didn't. Like so the drafting needs to be better. So as a Knicks fan right now, I'm just like it's the it's the usual. We started off decent and it's just been a roll, it's been downhill from there. But so yeah. Uh and then we didn't make any moves to the trade deadline. So that's that. And so yeah. The trade deadline though, Tristan. Ooh. That yeah. was a interesting I, trade deadline for I, sure. The NBA trade deadline usually never disappoints. And for me this year, it didn't disappoint. I mean, oh my god. God, and it was just kind of a week. I think the trade started like the week before the Thursday, so it kind of just went in. And um, I think a trade that we can talk about first is, hmm, I mean, we're not going to go big yet, okay? But I think actually, you know what? We'll go. Actually, we'll start with this. We'll start with this one. I think this one's fine. We'll we'll start with the uh, Karis Levert Cavs trade. That was like the first kind of trade we saw. Um, yeah. Or and. The Cleveland Cavaliers, Tristan, how, like, can do you want to, like, quickly talk about how, like, a quick how you feel about them and then maybe go into that Levert trade? Yeah, I mean, I think last year I was talking about how, like, I didn't I didn't really know where they were going to be in the future. They had a lot of young talent. And uh, they had, they traded, they had just, they traded for Jared Allen last year, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I thought that was a good pickup, but I, I was really, really curious as to where, they were going to be come, I don't know, two, three years down the line. Right. I didn't expect, however, them to be this good one year removed from that trade last year. Um, and, you know, Ricky Rubio obviously made a difference on that team as a distributing point guard. Um, and Darius Garland obviously took a step forward. Then Colin Sexton, who was playing great, goes down. And you think, man, the Cavs are going to, they're going to, start tanking again they're going to go back down to the tank and then they didn't they they kind of stuck they're still they 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 regressed a little bit obviously because Colin Sexton is a huge piece but they regressed a little bit so then you know they kind of keep hanging around they keep hanging around and then they go and trade for Karis Levert this year and I think that that just I think it's just going to add scoring to their team I think that's a good trade for them um they gave up an injured Ricky Rubio and what was it two it was the protected first and second right yeah so it was they got yep Protected 2022 first and then two set two twenty two seconds. So I I mean I mean they may have over I mean they only give up one first round pick. I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um that pick's not gonna be that great if the Cavs continue on the path that they've been on this year. That pick's gonna be mid mid round, mid first round pick. Um 
Uh, so I, I, I don't, I don't hate that for the, for the Cavs at all. Actually, I love Karis Levert. I, I think that if he's given an opportunity to play, he'll be, he'll be good. Um, and especially Cavs sitting at the five, I think they're the five seed right now in the East. So they, uh, they need to uh, bolster that scoring a little bit as they can. I think that uh, Karis Levert plays underrated defense. I mean, he's not like a, right, you know, not an all defense type of player, but he's, his defense is underrated. And I feel like they, they could use a little bit more of that, uh, that that kind of guard defense for uh, what they're going for. So I think that that's a good trade. I mean, I was kind of I was kind of surprised that they made it. I mean, I know the Cavs are, were linked to Karis Levert for a while, but I just I was surprised that um, the Pacers yeah, just kind of unloaded their team. Yeah, we'll talk about the Pacers in a minute, but I mean, same thing with the Cavs. Like a lot of people who are just memeing this team, including me, when they just decided that they were going to like get as many big men as possible in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, see them doing this well. <laughs> I mean, they are playing like very like it's just annoying because like that's what I wanted to see the Knicks do. And like the fact that other teams can just do this, like Cavs fans act like they've suffered like they haven't. They were bad for a couple like a couple years after LeBron left. It's been what, two, three years. Like, come on. Now they're going to make the playoffs again this year. That's crazy. And it just goes to show like you know, how if you actually become aggressive in the offseason and you make the right moves, you can you can be good. It's not hard. Like, they, they drafted well. Yeah, Evan Moby's a stud. They, I like him. Yep, they drafted well. They built around the right players. They got the right veterans around. I love them getting Rubio, and they I bet you they would have kept him if he wasn't hurt. And now they went out and got I him, think so, too. Which is even a better move for the future. And it's just crazy. Like, this team is just making these moves, and – they're new. I think do they must have a new GM. It's not the same GM they had when LeBron left. I don't think because they were awful. Like for like two times, like the two years after, they just weren't doing anything right. And yeah, now, I'm not sure. But now all of a sudden, it's just like, wow. So yeah, this trade. I think obviously the Cavs did a good job. I was a little surprised, like you. I didn't. I didn't know the Cavs were even linked to him. I didn't even see that. So I was really surprised by it. Actually, I what I saw was that Levert might be moved. I didn't think the Cavs were going to get him, but yeah, a- I, I I heard that he was linked to them for a little bit, but I, I didn't I didn't know like how serious it was. So I was like, oh, okay, it's probably not going to happen, and then it did, and I was like, whoa, that was a pretty good good trade. Um, yeah. So the next trade that I want to discuss is this is still the week. This was February fourth. We saw Portland send Norman Powell. Robert Covington to the Clippers for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and some 2025 second round picks. It doesn't even matter. And this, I was just like, what, what is Portland doing here? Because, you know, you, you keep Dame Lillard trader, whether he wants to be there or not. And then you just, you're just making it harder for this guy. The Portland's rebuilding. There's no doubt about it. This, this is a thousand percent of rebuilding. I don't know. Oh, totally. And I just the Clippers, man. Oh man, I mean they destroyed this trade. I mean, come on now. This was you got Norman Powell, who's consider who's gotten really who keeps getting better every year. He's got oh really, yeah. And you get Covington, you know, he does a solid move, and you you're not giving up much. So to me, this for the Clippers, this is like a warning that they're gonna be once they get whenever the whenever they get healthy, whenever that may be. Their team looks really, really solid on paper, and I really oh. like for the Clippers. I really. Oh do. yeah, dude. When uh, Kawhi comes back, imagine the defense on that team. Oh. <laughs> they have Covington now, and Norman Powell's no slouch on defense, dude. They have Paul George, uh, Kawhi, Norm Powell, and Covington. That's a, those are all elite defenders. Yeah, Insane. that's. And then you get, and then you have Reggie Jackson, Kennard, Morris Senior. I mean, they have a solid team. And really good. Back. And I think hopefully Kawhi will be dominant coming from that ACL. And Paul George can somewhat do his thing and not sell too much and maybe play like he kind of did in the playoffs and kind of in the beginning of the year he was playing well. I think he's injured now too. But if they can maybe get one more, maybe get a center, add a, throw in a center there and in a free agency, and the next year they're going to look good. I don't know about this year, uh, depending on their health. I don't know if Kawhi will come back. And if he comes back to the playoffs, and that's all they'll need him for. They don't really need – I mean, you want to get a higher seed, but still, I mean, the Clippers, yeah, that, this was a good move for them. Whether they're I agree. playoffs or they're getting ready for next year when they know. I love won. Norman Powell. I remember love you Norman being Norman Powell fan. So, you, when you, yeah, I was like, Portland, bro, you just, you gave up Gary Trent Jr., who's a future all star, who's putting up like 30s and 40s. And this dude is just balling in Toronto, who's also somehow winning right now, which is crazy to me. Um, 
and you give up for one season or not a half a or I guess I'll, I'll call it a full because he was half a season last year and half a season this year. And he's under a big contract too. And it's like, what are you doing, Portland? What are you doing? This move. I mean, Jesus, if Bain leaves um, and they don't like, they're not going to, this is going to be a long, I'm sorry, Portland. This is going to be tough, man, because you just, I, I don't know. I feel like you could have got a lot more for someone you gave up like an asset like Gary Trent for. I yeah, I agree. More than just Gary Trent. I think it was a couple picks. I, I don't remember. But I, I also think that they're going to lose Dame. I mean, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I, I just think, oh, no, I don't no. I don't think there's any way Dame stays now. Oh, God, no. And, like, I don't see, if he does, then, like, he just, I I can't get mad when people say, I feel bad for Dame getting not not getting a ring. Like, yeah, I do, but he 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 could he could go and get out of there and join some other team and have a better chance. Like, like he I know Portland would respect his trade offer, so our trade uh, request. Sorry, this offseason when it hopefully happens, and I just he needs to get out of there because now nah, this Portland team they got progressively worse in the offseason. They didn't make any moves. And now you just traded your. Norman Powell, and we'll get to who they traded in a second, Tristan, as we get yeah. to the next trade, which is where they traded C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans, along with Larry Nance Jr., Tony Snell. Um, and this trade, they did a little bit better. They got Josh Hart, which I like. They got Alexander Walker, which I also like. Thomas Senaransky, you know, role player. Uh, a first-rounder, 25. I don't like the picks that they got. I don't like the picks that they got. 2022. Okay, well, sorry. I read that wrong. They got a 2022 first round. Protect, but that's a good pick. And they got some seconds from, like, years from now. But um, when I first saw this trade, I was more confused. I understand why Portland did it. Again, I still think they could have gotten more. I feel like their, their front office isn't being aggressive enough. Uh, I've talked for a minute. I'm going to let Tristan go. But for me, I'm just going to say I don't know why New Orleans did this. But uh, go ahead, Tristan. What were your thoughts on this trade? Yeah, I I don't really know why either team did it. I mean, the the, the 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 Blazers have been in the playoffs consistently. I mean, I know they needed to get over the hump, but they've been in the playoffs consistently, like for like what five years about, you know. Yeah. And it's like it's it just feels weird to me that all of a sudden they they trade CJ when he's like on his life. He's like kind of nearing the end of his career. He's not done quite yet, but he's yeah, like you know he's kind he's not young anymore. Yeah, so it's kind of like a why now is what you're it, saying. It's like it's like if you wanted to switch it up, like why wouldn't you have done it sooner when you could have gotten youth back for him and you could have built for the future sooner? Now you're like now you might almost have to start from square one. You know, you're 11 games under 500, and now you trade all your pieces. You trade Norman Powell away, and you trade C.J. McCollum away. You're in the 10 spot. You could have caught the Lakers. You could have maybe catch the Clippers. Um, it just feels like a weird time to trade C.J. McCollum. I I would have thought they would have traded him a few years ago, and then. The pieces they got back are all good, but I feel like they're the rest of their team now isn't good enough anymore because they got rid of the rest of their guys like Covington and right. and Powell. So now now they have like now they have to start Josh Hart and Thomas Sadaransky has to get some minutes. And it's like those guys are like bench guys. That's good bench depth, but now it's like they traded all their other guys. So now now they have to kind of rely on them and Dame's out, right? Is he still hurt? Yeah, he's out for the year, right? Dame's yeah. Or is that Beal that's out for the year? No, I, I think Beal is definitely out for the year. I can't remember if Dame is also out for the year or not. But regardless, he's hurt, you know. So like they don't really have that like bucket getter that can like carry them into the playoffs. So they I, they must be playing for like a, a high pick. But now they've they've won, I feel like they've won too many games for that. It just feels weird to me. Oh, like, weird timing. Yeah, I agree. This is one of the trades I don't really like. Um, and the reason why I don't really like it, it's just like you said for either team, it just makes no sense and. For why I said before I let before you just went, I said why would the Pelicans do this? To me, it's because you're you're not making the playoffs, and if you do, you're in the play and you're losing. And yeah, if exactly. Win, if you do win in the play play and you're losing in four games, so I just I don't understand now what what the Pelicans have to do is hope that Zion's going to want to commit to the, their future. Does Zion trust this Pelicans team? Because frankly, I don't think he does. Second of all, I think he he's planning on leaving when he can, whether that's via trade or when his rookie contract's up in a couple years, maybe like two. Yeah, that's also assuming, sorry, again, that, that is also assuming like that his, he's going to be healthy and his foot's right. going right. to, you know, heal now, correctly. I did, I did hear something him on the other day that he is like working hard. Like he's like, which is good, which I'm happy for him. Like I'm yeah. like a Zion fan. He's working hard to get back into shape. And I, I think he 
was angry at New Orleans because this is why would he just you know I think there's there there's some behind the scenes things going on with that I don't know, but for the Pelicans like you have Brandon Ingram you that's pretty much it you have you have some other players like I'm gonna pull through that like but your main player right now not regarding Zion is you know Brandon Ingram and you already tried to get Lonzo back and he left what does that say about New Orleans already like to me that says that no, no players don't really want to be there. Because they did have a chance to get Lonzo back, and he left. Now, I just I think what they need to do is just like I, I don't understand why you trade for CJ. Why are you going in? Why are you trading for a veteran player? Are you trying to hope that Zion and Ingram are going to be? Are you trying to make them happy? Like, because if you look at their depth chart, okay, they have their point guard is Devontae Graham. That's their point guard. You know, you're gonna have CJ at the two, Ingram at the third, and then your power forward right now is Herbert Jones, and then because Zion, I mean, you can put him small forward power. You got yeah. Jonas Valanciunas at center. This team, I'm not saying it's terrible. You look at the bench; it's not really that good. I mean, I, I think I think that team has it has potential, but I think that they're trading for CJ. I just don't like it. it. Would be it, that would be like more of like a win now, like if they were better, kind of a move saying, to do. You know, if they were like good, yeah. that would be a really really sneaky move because they get another good like bucket getter. But they're not even good. That they, they, what are they? They're the <laughs> um, they're the 11th seed in the West. They're 12 games under 500. They have a 39 win percentage. Yeah, they yeah. they they're out Zion, and now they're out. They have the Jonas Valanciunas has been good, but like he it has, just feels like a weird, like I said, weird timing to trade for CJ. Like he's what, how old is CJ? Let me check. Hang on, he's like got to be 31 or something, close to it, right? Yeah. Like it's like a weird time to trade for CJ McCollum. He's 31 too. I agree with you. I think he's around 31. He's yeah. thirty. He's thirty. He turns thirty-one in September. So still, it's like it's just it's just I don't know. This isn't the CJ McCollum from even <laughs> even three years ago. You, think this you is know, the like McCollum that's gonna like come in here and like save them type. I don't know if that was it. I mean, you look at Brandon. I mean, I, I, he's doing okay. I thought so. Yeah, Ingram's good. I, see, the word like it's hard to find a description. For why the like, I just don't get why they would yeah. do this now. <laughs> it, it's uh, yeah, from what I heard, they're going for a playing spot, but you're in the West, you make your playing spot. Your record's terrible, by the way. So, at best, you're getting that last spot, which would be the 10th seed, I think. Yes, so you're playing yeah. the seed Phoenix Suns, and they're gonna absolutely destroy you in four games. They're gonna destroy you, like the Suns are gonna. So, like, what, like. I don't even know if you'll have Zion. Zion's never been in the playoffs before. So you're asking him to come back and play against the number one team in the NBA. And then you've got Brandon Ingram, who I don't believe has any playoff experience, maybe a playing game or two. I don't think so. If I'm not crazy. Um, he, he like, you're just going to have to expect a hammy. CJ McCollum, obviously, you know, he has playoff experience. He's not going to outscore Devin, but like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I agree. Oh, no this, way. This move was just weird. And back to more, I know we've talked mainly New Orleans because they got, you know, this was their trade. But Portland, like, again, bro, like, what are you doing? Because why do I feel like the, the, they're just – they rushed to make all these trades? Like, They definitely did. They could have – And you trade Larry Nance, who's another player who's – I guess who's a role player. And did you just – like, did, didn't they give up a lot to get him too? Hold on. I'm going to look Pro- at the uh, – I don't even remember, dude. But I am just looking. Did you know – when did the – Either I missed, I probably just missed this. When did when did the Trailblazers get Joe Ingles? When did they get Joe Ingles? Isn't it? Yeah, Joe- I'm looking at their roster. Joe Ingles is on oh the roster. When did god, that happen? Bro. I am looking at this Portland team. Oh my god, they're bad. Oh my god, they're bad. No, they're bad, dude. They oh, are bad. Terrible. I mean, Anfrey Simmons. Uh, he shout out to Simmons. He's been balling out. He's since Lillard's been out. But you look at this team, right? And C.J. Ebley is their starting shooting guard, and Justice Winslow yeah. is their starting power forward. I mean, holy crap! That's crazy. Wait a second. Did did didn't? Oh my God! Did they trade? Yeah, I think they traded Nikhil Alexander Walker for Joe Ingles. They did. <laughs> they traded Nikhil Alexander Walker for Joe Ingles. When did this happen? <laughs> Wait, I don't see Joe Ingles on the depth chart. Maybe it's not. No, up. he's the, he's. If you go to um, yeah, you have to go to like their website and go to their roster. Oh, he's oh, down. Okay. He's there. Money is. <laughs> They but, traded, yeah. They traded. Uh, I just found it. They traded Nikhil Alexander Walker to the uh, to the Jazz for uh, Joe Ingles. This is this might be one of the worst teams Dame has had in his career, in like close to his career. I I, this, I this feel so bad for for Billups too. I feel bad for Billups. 
I mean, his – yeah, me too, honestly. His, his next – I mean, you got Nurkic, but how long is it until Nurkic says, I don't want to be here anymore? He's oh, he's I, he's he's got to get out too. Honestly, like these guys – Dame is – Double-double right now. Why would he want to play in Portland? Dame is 31 years old, and he's just been given everything he has to Portland. He needs to be yeah. – he needs to get out of there. He needs to go to a contender. Unless like Portland can – unless Portland can get – they have to trade Dame, bro. Whether he wants it or not, bro, because you need to get value for him now because – here's. Here's my question. Was it real quick? Oh, sorry, just real quick. I just want to say, yeah. uh, if Portland doesn't pull off a Dame trade and he like reti- ends up retiring in a couple of years, or they wait too long and is and they get fleeced, this is going to be a long, long, terrible and frightening rebuild rebuild for Portland fans. I mean, yikes! So uh, yeah, no, definitely. So what were you going to ask though? I was- so I, I was going to talk about this a little bit later about like who my sleeper and uh, most improved candidates are and stuff, but like, I'm going to talk about him now. Okay. The way that Anthony Simons is playing this year, why would you not move him and get like maximize his value? Dude, that is interesting. And he is playing. So are you thinking like, you know, he's 22. He was a late first round pick in 2018. I think it was either yeah. 2018 or 2019. He he's averaging around he's probably averaging close to like fifty or sixteen, fifteen, seventeen a game. So sixteen saying, and a half. Oh, that's good. So are you saying like he you don't think he's gonna keep this up? So while he's doing this, while Dame's out and he's getting all those minutes, you trade him, flip him first, like maybe a proven rookie already. Is that what you're saying? Like you don't think well, he's proven to do this? He's in his third year. So like what do you think about? Like, can you like I, explain that a little bit more? Yeah, I just think like so clearly you're got you're not going anywhere, right? Right. I mean, right. unless you're planning on building around Anthony Simons because of because he's up, he's up more than double uh, yeah, his yeah. points from last year. He averaged seven, he averaged eight points last year. He's averaging 16 and a half this year. He's doubled, he's doubled his scoring. Right. He's up in field goal percentage by two percent. He's playing more minutes. Like if this is the production you're getting out of Anthony Simons, you're either pl- they're either planning on building around him, but if they're not planning on building around him, I don't. I, I feel like he would have been a really smart piece to move and get more like a couple guys back instead of having one young guy. Maybe get someone a little old. I don't. I don't even know. Like I, I feel like there was there was guys in on Anthony Simons that you could like maybe use an Anthony Simons package deal to get some some more help just to like maybe improve your depth. Instead, they traded all their like. They traded CJ, they traded Norm Powell, they traded all of their depth, depth. and kept Anthony they're Simons depth. as if they were trying to go for, a, like I was saying, they're yeah. trying to go for a high pick, but I don't think they're bad enough to and, go for a high pick. And I don't mean to, like, you know, criticize Portland and their fans, and, you know, but to, here's how I look at it. I look at it like we're about to talk about this next trade. What the Kings got, or sorry, what the Pacers got for Sabonis makes me seem that a team could get more for Norman Powell or CJ McCollum. That just in the NBA. Or Dennis Schroeder. Right. Sorry. Um, so I think you're right. You know, they could have looked to move Simmons. They could have had a team, like a small market team, overpay for him. And the question is, do you think this kid has potential to continue to get better each year? Is his points average going to go up again next year? Like, is he, or is he going to go down? Or is he going to stay the same? Or is he going to become a 20-point scorer next year? So it's a lot of questions for Portland. I think we talked enough about the – um, I'm sure we'll be talking more about them as the offseason gets closer when we see, Definitely. Have to see what kind of moves they're going to be making in the offseason, what kind of draft, like what, where they're going to stand with the picks, um, and maybe who they're going to have to, you know, move on. From. The question is, what is Dame's future with this team? I have no idea. I think if I'm Dame, bro, I don't play the rest of the season. I think I just stay healthy the rest of the season and then get out of there. I don't, I don't see why he would come back. Oh. Definitely sit out. Definitely sit out. Tristan. This was the trade that blew – Everybody, the NBA community's mind. This made me feel so bad for Kings fans. Oh, dude, what are they doing? Anytime, oh. anytime I get sad about the Knicks, I think at least I'm not a goddamn Kings fan because this yep. team is pathetic, dude. Not even dude, just move them. Trade. This relocate. Franchise. When was the last time they've done anything? I think they have the worst winning percentage mm-hmm. in the last 10 plus years. Mike Bibby. The last time. Mike, Mike Bibby, 2002, I think. Kings, all right. So we go out. I hear rumors about De'Aaron Fox. I'm like, all right, maybe they're going to make some nice moves. I wake up. I see Kings get Dante Sabonis from the Pacers. And I check. I'm like, oh, oh, interesting. Is De'Aaron Fox going to be a Pacer? I look at it. 
Tyrese Halberton. Are you, what are you doing? Like what? Bro, that that is, is he was your future. Trade. This is a, a team when you click trade finder, this is what you see. Yeah, hundred percent. Hell, were the Kings thinking? You have he's two, their entire future. You have two guards. It's not too hard. Hmm. Fox or Halberton? Who am I building around? Let's look at the last couple. Let, let's see who's been playing better. Let's see who's younger. Let's see who's more. That this is just wild. Well, Kings fans, if you bandwagon to another team, I, actually, I don't really believe in bandwagoning, but honestly, no, bro, you, they deserve is, it. If my team made this bad of a trade with the current, like with the current like situation that they're in with the last 10 years, how shitty they've been. Sorry for my language. I this just pissed me off because it's like now the Pacers just get this another team in the East is just who's supposed to be bad now is, is gonna are they're gonna be good next year. Like oh my I, I can't I don't I'm gonna let you go, Tristan. I'm so mad right yeah. now. Let's talk. Well, I, if you want to say the full trade real quick to let people know in case they don't know the real the full that if you had the full I don't I don't even remember the full yeah, I trade, but I, I just I know that I know that they 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 got Justin. Oh yeah, they got Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, yep. Montez Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton, and I think somebody Buddy else. Hield. Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson. Buddy Heald. Oh, that's right. He did get Buddy. That oh my God. First of all, oh man, Buddy Heald's gonna come up later too. What? Well, well, Justin Holiday, Lamb, whatever. For basically, they just got. Oh my God, I'm gonna let you go. I, I'm I'm Dude. this. I need to talk about Buddy Heald and uh, link to a couple of other teams too soon. But like, okay. first of all, I do want to comment. I, as much as I love De'Aaron Fox, I do love De'Aaron Fox. He's like, he's averaging 22 and five. Okay. Love De'Aaron Fox. However, okay. you I, you either got to keep both Fox and Halliburton or trade Fox. You can't, you cannot, you can't oh, trade. You cannot trade your first round pick that you just got after oh, one season man. here. You can't do it. Like if you're gonna trade to get some bonus, you have to trade Fox. Like I love De'Aaron Fox. I think that they both should have kept both personally. But if you had to trade one to get Demonte Sabonis, who I think is a good player and that's a good piece to get, but not when you're giving up Tyrese Halliburton, your first round pick, and now you have Davion Mitchell, who oh. again could be good. Davion Mitchell could be good. He's not going to be the same kind of scorer that Tyrese Halliburton would would have been. I just, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? <laughs> no, it's just like, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why you give up Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, man. It's these, keep going. I just, this is like these GMs. They just continue I, to surprise me. They just. I think, like, I think getting Tyrese Halliburton for some of Sabonis straight up would have been bad. I think that trading Halliburton and getting Justin Holiday and Jeremy Lamb makes it worse. Like, I know that they're, like, not horrible players, but it's like, Honestly. you don't need those two guys. You don't need them. Like usually just they, they they apparently they got Dante DiVincenzo like they, they need bigs I would right am I wrong they need yes, bigs and I would and I would I would I'm not I'm not sure all right granted I'm not trading Halberton I'm not defending this move but if no, I, I'm I'm not if either I'm, if I'm being like the crazy ass Kings GM that he is and I'm trading Halberton I'm getting Miles Turner over Sabonis any day bro that's just me uh, I, if I'm trading Halliburton for right? Pacers like, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting both of them. Both of them, okay. And I know that that's a, that's, that's probably a, that's probably a hot take, but like Halliburton take. is like you. They don't have any other trade pieces, right? So like, if you're gonna trade Halliburton without De'Aaron Fox, honestly, I'm trading. You can't Fox just get Sabonis back. I'm trading De'Aaron Fox for Miles Turner instead, keeping Halliburton. Then you got Halliburton and Turner, and heel, and you're keeping Buddy. That that team and, and Bagley you kept, who I thought you were gonna trade. Like they were supposed to trade De'Aaron Bagley, Heald, Harrison Barnes. Those were the guys that were supposed to ship out. Which all of those four players that I just named have tremendous value. They would if they did the right if they were did the right thing, they would have gotten nice returns. I bet you they'd be loaded. Yeah, I think they traded Bagley though. Trade your young gem, your gem piece of this team that you just hasn't even like bought a house and like it's he's so new and it's just like he had no yeah. problems with the man. There was nothing behind the scenes that, that was going that no one said it. No one reported anything about that. He was shot. You know who? He's out. The whole league was going nuts. I mean, holy it's a terrible God. trade. It's a terrible trade. It's, 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 like, I, it's like, what? what is this league now? It's like, are we just going to be doing crap like this? Like, like it's just unfair, bro. It's really unfair to me. It's a, it's, I, it's, it's a terrible I, trade. Like, people are ha- like going crazy about it. Like, I was more mad about it, if anything. I was I was surprised. But I was more like, what? like this shouldn't be happening. Like, I, I don't know. So, there was a three-team trade. Marvin Bagley got sent. Oh, Marvin, the Pistons. my bad. I forgot about that. He got traded to the Pistons. 
the Kings got back Dante DiVincenzo from the Bucks, who yeah. ended up getting, I think, Let's Serge Ibaka. Talk talking about the Kings. So, so they got so wait, so can you so you said it was a so Bagley went where? Bagley where? went to the to the Pistons. I can't find it. Oh, here we go. Serge Ibaka goes to the Bucks. Bagley to the Pistons. Dante DiVincenzo and uh, Josh Jackson to the Kings. So the Kings trade Bagley. I mean, how do you feel about that off the bat? How do you feel about another guy who you know? He was one of their top picks not too long ago. Like, how do you feel about that, Tristan? I'm all, I, I'm gonna pull up the King step chart right now. I mean, I feel pretty good about. I feel worse about it because I remember my. I had a horrible. It, it looks horrible now, but at the time, it was a pretty good take. I my take on Marvin Bagley looks awful now. I said that Marvin Bagley was gonna be the best player in that draft class. <laughs> I mean, <a laughs> Definitely did not there. did not happen. I don't think you were the only one. That draft class was interesting. That draft class was stacked. I mean, how is he? How was he even doing for nine points? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't. I mean, Detroit. I don't know why they did that either. To I mean, I kind of get it, but at the same time, you have Grant already over there. You have Isaiah Stewart. You already have a couple of forwards, like bigs. So I don't really see why they would do that. But also, Detroit is where players get to try to revive their career. Maybe he'll put some points up and then get paid somewhere else. But I mean. Looking at the Kings' depth chart right now, they're—I will say—they're not as worse as Portland, but it's Dude, they could have—they're nothing special. They're nothing special. They could have—they—they could have like I don't—I just tired. Why is Harrison Barnes still on the Kings, bro? Why? Why you could have packaged if you want really want to trade Halliburton? Why don't you just move him in a package why, with a bunch of like is, bunch of your why, value? Why is Barnes? He's been rumored. He's supposed to have been traded so long ago, and he yet still survives another trade deadline. He survived another offseason. <laughs> it's because of the contract. Yeah, that awful contract. No, <laughs> it's got to be the contract. It's got to be. And see, that's awful because then the Kings are going to lose a pick when they're going to have to no. Cho- they're going to have to get rid of him, or he's going to have to he's play out just, his rest of his career with the Kings. Or he's just going to walk, and they're going to get nothing for him. Right, and then you got Sabonis, who God knows what his contract is, and God knows if he's going to want to even stay there. He, why would you? My God, if they lose him, it's over for the Kings. And De'Aaron, on. There's no way that kid is staying there. Actually, he might stay. Have you looked at the 2018 draft class, like recently? Um, not recently, but I know who's like in it. I'll look it up. Let right me now. just let me just name a couple guys that were drafted after the Kings took Bagley. Oh Jesus, I know who you're gonna say. I know two. Luka Doncic. Yep. Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay, all right. That's not terrible. Trey. Trey Young. Luca and Trey, man. Hang on. Number 11, you have Shea Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> you have Miles Bridges, who's been better than uh, Bagley has, but, you know, at the time that didn't look like I don't, a good I don't pick. want to hear about this because look at all those players the Knicks could have had, bro. They could have had, oh, my God. That's true. That's true, but. Versus the Kings. Gary Trent Jr. got picked in the third, uh, got picked. Where the Kings would have picked, but they traded their pick to Portland. <laughs> now, now Portland doesn't even have Gary Trent anymore. Yeah. And then Robert Williams goes 27. That was, they need bigs. It took a while for him to develop, but that's just the – I'm a big Rob Will fan. Shout out. Yeah. Colin Sexton was eight. Like, they, these guys are all better, like, than Bagley is. And they picked – like, Luke, Luca and Trey is like – that's like, how do you not pick one of them? I mean, Morvish, like – I mean, the Kings, man. Imagine, like, how the NBA would just be so much different or how one draft pick could change, like, all these trades forever happening. And all so many things could just be not – could have just never happened from a pick. And that's that's what's crazy about this league. And I look at the Kings, Tristan, and it's like – like I said, they're not as bad as, like – I mean, Sabonis, like, Sabonis is good. He's a good player. But is he like, – where do you go from here? Like, uh, are you trying to make – you're 22 and 36. You're terrible. Apparently, the Kings said they want to go for a playing spot. So you, so instead, they think, huh, we're at 22 and 36. Let's make the playoffs. Let's trade our young player and get some – like, Yeah. If you're 36 and 22 loaded, okay, maybe. I still don't do – I don't still ever trade out. I still don't do it, but I, but I, at it least makes more sense. It makes more sense, right? So, yeah. so an average person might be like, oh, the Kings are having a good year. They're going all in. No, they're 22 and 36. They're fifth in, the, in their division. They suck. And now you just go the opposite direction. That's just 
wild, and I just I can't stand these Jeep teams. This is want to hear something funny? Yeah. I agree with you, by the way. Everything that you said, I completely uh, I agree with. But what's 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 funnier is, do you know who their backup center is? Or their third string center or whatever? Oh, wait. I think you know. <laughs> Alex Len. Oh, my God. That bum. Alex Dude, the, he's a favorite over here at To The Line, Alex Len. We love Len, Alex, Alex Len over Len, here, bro. Huge Alex Len fans. Alex, if you ever want to come on, please do. We can have a nice conversation about your, your, your great – career and i know i know phoenix suns fans really love you because you know you were a top five pick not too long ago actually it was Dude, all phoenix fun. suns legend and retire his number up legend, there to the line hall of famer we, we have a couple hall of famers in the show it starts with alex len actually do we who else do we have uh, isaiah thomas is in our uh to the line hall of fame and uh, alex len those are our two hall of famers no, <laughs> mo wagner i love that guy and, mo, uh, mo Trade, Wagner, and robin lopez those are our, those are our hall of famers in this on trading the daniel tice for mo wagner at the last second of the deadline last year <laughs> we'll go down in history that's true <laughs> wait do we have your live reaction to that on uh we, we, we definitely do on on pod for that. sure i need to find that that was hilarious now last year we did the <laughs> This year would have been so much better if we did the uh, did the live podcast on uh, the trade deadline. But you know, I've you know I'm in college now. You know, Tristan's yeah. doing stuff. He has work. He does his all his stuff. We don't just we have like later stuff during the day. I was in high school. You know, I got out at like one o'clock. That's way different. But yeah, man, I'd I love remember, to be doing this for a job though. So. Oh my god, yeah. Obviously, we're gonna grind for this, and you know, I think something i like i like loved is just i missed was just doing this podcast and i, I thought I, I remember like that trade deadline wasn't that good last year but we had a lot of fun doing like sitting on the podcast talking as trades went as we waited on our phones for something to happen and that was when like lonzo was supposed to be traded that was the boot that, that trade line that trade deadline still wasn't that bad but yeah alex lens on the kings he's averaging six points if you ever, Alex, if you ever want to come on the podcast, you're a Hall of Famer. You're well, you're wellly respected on the show for your for your uh, great basketball play. So <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, bro. Um, so uh, next trade, I think I want to talk about would probably be your Boston Celtics, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, let's do that one for a little bit, and, and then we'll, for the last trade, actually, there's one more after that, and then we have the big one that we're going to talk. I, I mean, Mavericks sent Porzingis to Wizards. I don't really want to talk about that. Yeah, that's a no, that's a nothing deal. Wizards, Mavericks fans, you don't get to be talked about this episode. But we will talk about the Celtics acquiring Derek White for the Spurs for Josh Richardson, Langford, first-round pick. Now, I'm going to quickly talk about this because I want to let Tristan, as a Celtics fan, as a man who watches the games. Now, I like to talk Celtics, too, because, you know, I'm not a Celtics fan, but I am around them a lot. I have a lot of friends. Obviously, I'm from New England, so I have a lot of friends who are Celtics fans. My dad's a Celtics fan. They're always on. They're on a lot on my local station. So I sort of do follow the Celtics, and especially because they're kind of a controversial team, which makes them exciting to watch. Um, so the Celtics got white from the Spurs. When I saw this, I said, people, I don't really praise the Celtics a lot, but I, I, I did. I love this move for them. Uh, Josh Richardson, that's movable. He's good. You don't love – you don't hate – um, you don't hate losing or you don't love losing him, but at the same time, you're getting a better play in return. So why not? First round pick. Okay. Romeo Langford, I will say he's a young player. He has potential, but Boston just wasn't it for him. When you, you know, you got Tatum Brown, he wasn't going to develop there. Now you go to San Antonio where there's not much going on for them over there. He can shine over there. I think he will start to maybe get his points up next year. So I think you'll see, I like that. I like the Spurs getting Langford. I wouldn't say they got fleece in this trade. But for Boston, I really like this move because Derek White's very underrated. He's he has play. He has, I think he does have somewhat playoff experience. You know, he was on those some of those good Spurs teams. Oh, he was on a lot of those. He's 27. I thought he was 24. He has a lot of experience. His coach is Popovich. He can help the younger guys on the Celtics team. He knows what he's doing. He's been to the playoffs. He's seen game. He's played against good teams. So I love this move for the Celtics because he comes off the bench. And if you need him to start for an injury or something going on. He can be there. So I think this was like the perfect guy for the Celtics to get. So I love this trade for the Celtics, and I'm going to let Tristan go and speak on this trade now. Yeah, I agree. I love this trade for the Celtics. When they when they did this, I was like, oh, my gosh, that makes our team better. As much as I don't like the Josh Richardson loss, 
Um, because Richardson brings more shooting than White does, at least percentage-wise. White's only shooting like 31%, I think, from three. But Derek White, everything else about Derek White is what the Celtics need. He's a playmaker. Uh, he's an elite defender. Uh, he he runs the floor well with Tatum and Brown as he's, you know, had the experience of playing with them with um uh, the USA tournament in 2019, I think. Uh, he knows Coach Ime very well. Yep. Now, right, right. the part of this that I – yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I think Ime was the head coach of that team, I think. So that was, that was you know, that was part of like, you know, let's get the squad back together. Now the only guy that's missing is, I think, Donovan Mitchell from that team. So maybe that's what we're doing in the future. I don't know. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's bring that to life over here. I think that would mean bye-bye to one of the big two. But anyway. That's true. I wouldn't want that. Yeah. But let me just talk about what we gave away. Right. Yeah, yeah I'm actually interested. Um, about this remember the Celtics game against the Suns we went to with TD Garden yes, you were, I were there me and Tristan we went to we met in real life for the first time in January it was unplanned we both happened to be going to the same Celtics game it was on New Year's Eve it was a one o'clock game they're playing the Suns so yeah I do remember that game so before that game we got there really early and I was watching the teams warm up I think that was cool. I was watching I was watching Romeo Langford for about 45 minutes <laughs> And I, I, he missed 100% of the shots that he took. That is not a joke. This is exposure, bro. That is not a joke. I think Romeo is good. He may have made, okay, he may have made one or two. I'm telling you, he missed every shot that he took. I do not like Romeo Langford. I've never liked Romeo Langford. I didn't like him in Indiana. I thought he was picked too high when we picked him at 15. Mm. Does he have potential? Yes, he has potential. I just think I I don't think that he's going to be as good as everyone else thinks that he can be. I think that Romeo Langford is what he is. I think he's an inconsistent scorer. He'll give you 16 one night, zero or two the next night. He'll shoot 45% one night. He'll shoot 22 the next night. I don't like Romeo Langford. I think that getting rid of him for Derek White is a huge upgrade. I think that he's not a very good defender. Um, again, he's young. He doesn't have a lot of experience so that he can learn how to play defense. I'm not, and I'm not saying that Romeo Langford is going to be awful. I don't know how he's going to be. He, he, has talent mm-hmm. he could be good i just i just think that personally if i had to give you a take on what i think romeo langford's gonna be it's gonna be the inconsistent guy that he's been like the game we saw he scored 20 what he scored four, yeah. 16 and 18 points I, and i texted you we were sitting in the same area so i texted tristan i'm like i like this kid and tristan's like oh well we've seen this before it's nothing special and obviously it's, it's, I, took it, I agreed with him because you know he this is his team i don't know this is i'm just coming in this is, in the beginning of the year i didn't watch it wasn't until January I started watching the Celtics a lot more. I didn't start off watching them at the beginning of the year. Um, but I like, so I don't know. So I don't know how this kid's really playing. But I'm like, I like this kid. And I didn't even know he was picked that high. I didn't know he was a fit the 15th pick. I thought he was close to the 30 or second or early second. But that makes sense now. And yeah. Well, if we picked him there, if we picked him there, I, I think he'd be, he, he's good. But I, I think like, it could be part of it could be he doesn't get the opportunities that he needs i don't know but i just from what i've seen i just don't think that he has i think that what he is is what he is i don't know we'll see maybe san antonio he'll get more of an opportunity because they have got a bunch of bombs him next to Dejounte murray might work for him uh we'll yeah see. and and us saying that this was a good i'm not saying the Celtics shouldn't have got rid of him like i said i don't think he was gonna ever do anything in boston and it wasn't because of him i think it was just more the situation where they're going agreed the Celtics, they had to make this move. They need to. This was a this was a team a move you make that you want to make a deep playoff run, or you want to start to get your seed up because their seed was kind of crap, and they're trying to get back up there so that they can. The Celtics can really put themselves if they can. If seeding is big because you know last year they got had to play the Nets in the first round. If they can play us like a lower team in the East, you never know what's going to happen to the other teams. Another team could get a first uh, top seed could get knocked out, and now you're playing a team that you can beat in the second round. And you're going to the conference championship, like so. The so seating is important, and I really was impressed. If anything, I was impressed by Brad Stevens because I actually didn't think he was going to do anything because he seems like the that's like the Boston way. I feel like sometimes you stay put, believe in what you have. But I was really impressed by this move from Stevens, and that this makes me think that they somewhat made the right choice to promote him to the GM. Now I've had my mixed I agree. Feelings, I've had my mixed feelings on their head coach now, but he's, I feel like maybe he, you know, you got to give him time, new coach. You don't get, you don't fire, you don't get 
unless this coach does awful things, you don't like doubt a coach after the first season. And now he's winning. <laughs> Urban Meyer. He to build a new team. I don't. Well, he wasn't in the Celtics organization as of late. He just came from a new team. So you got to kind of give him time. And that's why I'm excited for the Celtics because I think they're finally. I don't want to jinx it. But I feel like this could be the year they could make a run if everything goes well, if they stay healthy, if Tatum plays well, if the if the bench can perform, if Rob like you got Rob Will who's re- playing really well, and and that was a problem that I pointed out for the Celtics in the last couple of years was their center, and I feel yeah. like that's been and finally they might have found that guy, and everyone was like, let's make a trade for this guy, let's get to this center, let's trade Williams. Like no, now you have this young player, so it'll be interesting. I think Rob Will. Needs to, you know, work a little bit more in the offseason on his side. Maybe get a little bigger. I don't know. But he, he, he's not skinny. And he's no, he's no Bulbul. But, which I was actually sad that the Celtics traded Bulbul. I'm not going to lie. I would have liked to see him in Boston, local. But that is uh, him local. Like, I would like to see that dude play IRL just to see. But, I mean, they had Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he was out for the year. So, they were really desperate on one opening round. Like, the Celtics kind of had to do that. They're not a rebuilding team, so they, they need to make moves for now. And that's what they did by trading Bobo and then opening these roster spots. I mean, and then we can shortly talk about the tie trade. I didn't know you guys gave up an S Freedom and Bruno Fernando. So you guys cleaned house on that bench. Yeah, dude. They traded in his freedom, uh, Bruno Fernando guys, and guys Schroeder. Open roster spots right now because I don't know. You you've only got you you traded you traded um six or no five players. And only got seven, seven, and only got two in return. So I yeah, go, you must have to open some or have some free agent spot coming in for the play. We um we we resigned Luke Cornett. Oh Jesus, why? I mean, that's a lot more spots. I mean, who knows who's gonna come out in the bio, and that's probably gonna be our upcoming episode when moves start. We're gonna be talking about when when the bio market, and I remember our episode for the buyout market where we ranted about it last year. So we'll see what the Celtics do yeah. and who will be available. But yeah, like I said, so we both like that trade for them. And uh, yeah, definitely. So this was very, very wild. Oh my God. It was rumored. It was Woj shut it down. Windhurst, who's a reporter from ESPN said it was going to have, like said there were talks. Woj says no. So I believe Woj, obviously I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe in the summer. I think it was Thursday afternoon. James Harden is going to the Philadelphia 76ers along with Paul Millsap yep. for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first round. And 20, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yep. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. you got two contending teams just making a huge-ass trade. I'm going to let you go first, Tristan. I'm going to let you start us off with this trade because I think we're going to have a lot to say about this. Yeah, I agree. Also, uh, real quick, I just want to talk about I'm following the Celtics game. Can we talk about how Jason Tatum is shooting 4 of 11 from the field right now? 66, 66% from, from the free throw line, and oh, wait, he's a minus playing? 11. Who are they playing? Playing Atlanta. It's oh. fine. They're, doing, they're only down 10, but I just, I just want to talk about, like, you know, Derek, Derek White is shooting 40% from three tonight, 10 points. As soon as <laughs> yeah, I, it's because we're talking about him. But hey, Derek White is playing good, dude. He's uh, that's good. tied for the good. tied for the lead leading score on the Celtics tonight. Uh, Brown is starting off slow. He's one for six. I think we'll turn it around second half. But just wanted to say that real quick. Now back to the trade. Can I? Do you want me to be honest? This might be a hot take. My I don't know in terms of like meaning. I don't know if people agree with me. But I think that's a W for the Nets. Me too. I hate to say it because I hate the Nets. I'm a Knicks fan. I do too. I hate the Nets as well because I just I hate Kyrie Irving. I'm sorry. I hate Kyrie. I hate him. Ben Simmons. I also hate Ben Simmons. I know you like Ben Simmons. No, I don't like Ben Simmons. You don't like Ben Simmons. Okay. I I might have liked him a little bit, but how he acted in the last two years, no, not anymore. What a baby, bro. What an absolute baby. I lost my complete respect for Ben Simmons. He's for what he did to Joel. Nah, I'm good. I just think. Simmons fits this team perfectly because yeah. Kyrie and KD can drop 30 points. You need a distributor. Ben Simmons is an elite defender. When he's when he's has his head screwed on straight, he's a great defender and he's a great playmaker. And he'll get you he'll get you triple doubles every night, 15, 11, and 12 every night. Like that's what he'll do. Uh he can't shoot. 
doesn't need it. I mean, here you don't need him to shoot. Just have him play point forward. Have Kyrie play the two, basically. You can have Kyrie play the one, but he'll like line up as a two. He won't need to handle the ball from full court as much because Ben Simmons will make stuff happen. Give Kyrie the ball in isolation um, when you need you need to play ISO. Oh, you got Drummond. Um, you got, they got Drummond. Team. And then you get a sh- an absolute sniper in Seth Curry. I mean, which is what they needed off the bench. Like, he might even start, dude. I don't even know. I, what's their lineup going to be? Let me look at the let me look at the Nets real quick. Let me look at their start. team. He might get some starting minutes. I'll, I'll I want to see. Uh, I'll quickly say, I I think I don't think either team really lost this trade because you kind of have to look at it. if now if the Sixers gave up Tyrese Maxey. That's another story. I'm happy they kept him. I would have, I would, I would have been really upset for Philly fans if they got rid of that kid, and I would have been upset for yeah. him too. But, um, yeah. So would like, what would the Nets? I mean, and then so and here's the question: Is do you start Aldridge at center or and have Drummond coming off the bench, or how do you like? How does this whole thing work? Nets? I have two questions. One was that I would put Drummond at the center and uh, not start Aldridge. Okay. But my second, my second question is: Do you start Joe Harris or Seth Curry? I forgot about Joe Harris because he mm, – I think he he's been doing great this year. You start Seth Curry. I think you might start – I think you might have to. Seth Curry's playing better. He's averaging 15 points. Uh, Joe Harris is only averaging uh, closer to 11. Um, Patty Mills is another guy. He's averaging 13 and a half. He could start. You could yeah, he could sneak into the starting lineup. But I think I think you start Seth Curry, put Joe Harris off the bench. Maybe he'll start like get hot off the bench some more. So I think the lineup are we are we saying Kyrie starting home and away games now or is it just still away games? Are we gonna because well, I think he said he's gonna get vaccinated. He's still in the way, but I think as the playoffs get closer, he's gonna hopefully get vaccinated. I think he said he was gonna get vaccinated now. So I don't know if that was a real report that I read. But if he gets vaccinated, then the starting lineup is Kyrie, Seth Curry, KD, uh Ben Simmons at the four, Andre Drummond at the five. That's that's a good that's a good starting lineup. If it's not that, then it's Ben Simmons at the one, Curry at the two, Katie at the three. Then what? Blake Griffin at the four, and then Drummond at the five. So this team still has depth, a lot of depth. After getting rid of, they do have a lot of depth. David Duke's been playing pretty good. It's just like I was shocked. I mean, James Harden. You know, it's interesting because this was supposed. The big three only played sixteen games together, and it's crazy because. They gave up a lot for James Harden. They did. They gave up most of their future. And I don't know. And they were like, I don't know what happened. Like, they, you didn't like it there or what? I guess, James, like, we kind of talked about this over the phone. <clears throat> we were, conf- I was, conf- I'm more confused on, like, where this all came from because well, obviously none of these three could, they were never really playing together mainly because none of them could stay healthy. And then you got Kyrie only playing away games. So I think Harden thought, well, I don't really want, this is, like, toxic. Like, I don't want to be a part of this and I don't think he liked Brooke I don't know if he he's never been the guy who's liked playing with stars I feel like I don't like maybe you're more than two maybe he just got flashbacks from OKC and he's never like, happy and he's like all right well that and he's like oh maybe he's like oh, all right well Joel's not like he's not like Kevin Durant superstar but you know he's a he's a, I mean he is a superstar but he's not like Hollywood superstar type guy and maybe I'll, yeah there'll be less drama I can be on the low I can get the ball a lot. I don't. I don't know. But you're right. You want to speak more in the like what you just said because maybe that that's probably it. Like, like what's wrong with this dude? Like, I was just surprised. Like as the rumors came up, and like all of a sudden he doesn't want to be there, and I, I was just kind of surprised. I don't know. Yeah, I think um, Joel Embiid, by the way, front runner for the MVP this year, in my opinion. But uh, right, that's coming from a Celtics fan too. I respect that. He won't take any of Harden's BS. So if Harden starts getting lazy again, Joel Embiid, I, I, I used to hate Joel Embiid because I think he was like, a, I think I used to think he was a punk, but he is really like, his work ethic is great. He doesn't take any BS. Like he expects everyone to be 100% committed right. all the time. So I don't, I, I, if Harden starts getting lazy again, like, he, you know, Harden does, that's, that's going to go right to Joel Embiid. He's going to get pissed. So... That's going to be interesting to see. I think the Sixers got better, though. I think they did, too. And a lot of people are talking Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. But, like, I'm excited for this Philly team because I don't like them losing Curry because that's a good role player. 
I don't care that they lost Ben Simmons. I've wanted them to trade Ben Simmons. They, they've been playing without him all year, and they've still been playing well. So that we don't really care about that. And now you throw in Harden, and if he can finally just forget about what people are saying, just play basketball with Joel. That's all Joel wants. Joel has been – I agree. I used to hate Joel Embiid, mainly because it was at the time where he was getting hurt a lot and people were just calling him all that. But as he, he stayed healthy the last couple of years, he's really playing well. His 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 uh, his uh the, like his worth at work ethic to like want to win and like bring this Philly team a championship again like trust the process he's been about that for now he's never requested a trade he's you know he he's, he was really good about the Ben Simmons crap he stuck with the team you know and I'm really like respective of this guy and I would really like to see Philly do well now I don't like yeah they're in the Atlantic Division they're not like a friendly team to uh, to our teams but at the same time like I don't like what do I have to lose now my team will be in the playoffs I like Joel now I mean I'm a Joel fan now I'm I low-key am a Joel fan now and it's crazy I never thought I would say this but I am and I think yeah as Philly has an opportunity to do something special this year in the playoffs I hope after that awful series against the Hawks last year yeah I love Doc Rivers so I hope that something happens there too even though I'm a Celtics fan, so I don't want to want to, I don't really don't want to play them, but <laughs> yeah, that would be something. But yeah, this trade, I was just like, dang, like this really means anything can happen. And it goes to show that, you know, I mean, stars are going to do what they want. I mean, that was Ben Simmons in this situation. He really wasn't all that like loyal to Philly in this situation. He was just, get me out of here after he absolutely played like crap in the playoffs now if this dude was carrying the load and stuff that's a different story but what has this guy done for philly in the last few years other than get hurt or complain and then not play well like i mean he's a great defensive player and i still think he does have potential to be an all-star player but now he's gonna have to go play with another he's gonna have to deal with two stars who aren't like kevin durant's not gonna deal with his crap so like what makes no nor should he like i don't think this was good for simmons it was good for the nets if they can get him on paper but like for Simmons, I would have seen him go to a non-superstar team, but Philly's wanted James Harden since he was rumored to be traded from Houston last year, so they didn't really care. What yeah. Was Simmons, they've wanted Harden for a while now, for almost a year to the time, and they got him. And I respect the, you know, their front office for, you know, not giving up too much. You know, yeah, you give up Simmons, you didn't give up Maxi, which I was really happy about. So yeah. Yeah, or uh, Thibel, who's a or good defender, Thibel, one of the best defensive players in the league. So. Agreed. Uh, I think that's a win. I think that trades a win for both teams, honestly. I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, so that was that for those trades. And yeah, like we said, I think we summed up this trade down really good. There's a lot of surprising moves and there's a lot of like, why would you do that? And then I'm just happy neither of our teams did it. Why would you do that moves? Uh, least, I agree. And it's because I heard some, I, you know, the Knicks come up in rumors and it's just, I always know nothing's going to ever really happen, but you know, oh, Derek White just sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. Derek White just made an absolute insane lob to Robert Williams just now. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I, I, you can continue. I just I had no, to like good, good. I was like, well, I have the Celtics game on in the background. So I was like, <laughs> that's good. Looks like that. That's that's good. Derek White's. I knew he, he's a good player. That was a steal. But um, yeah. So trade line, trade line. I mean, other than that. I think we talked enough about that. And, and, you know, as we look at the current state of NBA, we will have more episodes coming up for you as the buyout market continues. But real quickly, a team that I'm really keeping an eye on for this year, and I'm going to – and I said it last year too. I mean, the Phoenix Suns, man, they have are looking like revenge. it's going to be the revenge year. I mean, a lot of people said what makes the Suns are going to go back, including me. They proved me wrong yet again because I was like, all right, Chris Paul signed there. Like, they're not going to do as good as last year. And they've done, if not better, I mean, they're 46-10, and 10, the best record in the NBA. They've had multiple big win streaks. Unfortunately, the only time I got to see them was IRL, and they got destroyed, which was still surprising to me. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know what happened that day. I mean, Aiden was out. But anyways, I mean, this Phoenix Suns team, my God. they are. Looking, yeah, I love the Suns. They are set up for – yet another finals run this year and they're the team now i'm fine i'm giving them their respect and they're a team that i'm i think they're the best team and i think they're going to be making another run this year so i'm really impressed by the phoenix suns shout out to monty williams you know this dude is not like 
coached him in his two, what, two, three years, great coaching. Shout out to Chris Paul for staying with Phoenix and believing in the team. Booker, Aiden, like, congrats to the Suns fans. I know you guys went through miserable, a bunch of miserable seasons, and now you're just, like, dominant. Like, 46 and 10. Wow. Wow. That's that's something. But, yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so NBA is the NBA. You know, it's – it's the league, man. It is how it is. We had our trade deadline. We're hoping that I'm hoping for you, Tristan. Nothing the best for your Celtics for the rest of the season, and we'll continue. Same for you for the Knicks. I hope, man. I mean, I what? I mean, I mean, there's not much you can do now. Is other than just hope the young players play well. Hope RJ looks good. Hope the other young players in the team can look good, and that's what will make me happy. And then hopefully we'll talk more later about, or we'll see more of it come to fruition. Maybe they'll make a play in tournament run. I don't know. But yeah, so I mean that's pretty much all of today, Tristan. I don't know if you had any more last minute topics, but I'm pretty much said what I've had to say on our first episode back. Um, I I think I got uh, I think I got everything else I needed to say. I think um, maybe yeah. after the buyout market, maybe we'll discuss more of like yeah. mid season awards and stuff like we did well, last year. Yeah, yeah, so you guys can look forward to that. All right. So yeah, next episode we will have mid. That's a great idea. Mid season awards next episode. We we have a lot of potential. For bringing on guests i don't know if you guys remember we had our friends wide in austin we could see them making a return i have other people who would want to come on this podcast you know maybe some d1 college players would come on this podcast for us that would be awesome that would be awesome so stay tuned guys because we will have a lot more coming we are back tell your friends we're on every platform as of now we might start a youtube channel actually we will start a youtube channel when we we're going to switch to where we record on where you will start seeing us on video which will be interesting um, I'll be, you know, I don't, I'm not home right now, so I don't have my ideal setup. I'm at college, but I'll, there's definitely some places where I can be. And yeah, so hope everyone enjoyed our return back. If you have any questions, our Twitters will be in this uh, podcast this, uh, description. If you have any suggestions or anything you want us to talk about, we are very open to doing so. And feedback is always welcome. Collective criticism, whatever you need to tell us, let us know. And uh, that's me signing out. Tristan, it was always good. as I know we can always come on here for an hour and talk about good basketball, man. And uh, Absolutely. And we will see you guys in the next episode. See you guys. Thanks for listening.